Are you feeling blocked up? You know, the big C, constipation. Last week, we had a discussion in the new private Facebook group about what a pain, literally, constipation can be after surgery or any time. Let's talk about some tips to help relieve it coming up. Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell. You're listening to the Bariatric Surgery Success Podcast, episode number 38. This is the first podcast under the new name, but you shouldn't have any trouble locating it. The feed to your favorite podcatcher remains the same, and it will continue on where Beyond Bariatric Surgery left off. Well, it's been a frantic few weeks trying to cross all the T's and dot the I's. So if you're having an issue with anything, let me know. You can contact me easily through our website, breakingdownnutrition.com. You'll see the contact us link at the top of the page. And don't forget while you're there to join the new private Facebook group. That's the one we're talking about pooping in, correct? It's called the Bariatric Surgery Success Community. You can join right from the website as well. Again, that's breakingdownnutrition.com. You'll see the join button on the homepage. I'll also put the link to the private group in the show notes. Last week in our new private Facebook group, there was a lot of dialogue on constipation. Okay, I know you're thinking, really? You sit around and you talk about pooping? Well, if you've had trouble pooping since surgery, you know why we're talking about it. It's one of the most common complaints after surgery, especially sleeve gastrectomy and lap band, according to my bariatric dietitian colleagues who work with bariatric surgical centers. Depending on your surgery and your body, your bowel movements may or may not be the same as before surgery. This is a typically normal side effect. Before surgery, maybe you had a poop a day, but after, maybe you're only going every other day. So remember, you are your own unique person. So if you've not had a bowel movement in several days, or if having a movement becomes painful or uncomfortable, get back in touch with your surgical center and your physician. Most have their own protocol for constipation, depending on how far out from surgery you are and what type of surgery you had. It's not unusual to need to take a stool softener for the first month or so after surgery. But again, ask what the suggested protocol is for your specific situation. Do you feel like you're on a roller coaster you can't get off and you go back and forth between dumping syndrome and constipation? Remember, dumping syndrome is related to the type and the amount of carbs that you eat. You can go back and listen anytime to podcast number 32. It's on four ways to prevent dumping syndrome from dumping on your day. And there's also a freebie with some great tips that's just waiting for you. Download, uh, download it on the homepage, breakingdownnutrition.com. I'll put that link in the show notes too. But if constipation makes you feel like a cement block is in your gut. That's what I've had numerous people tell me. Let's talk about how to relieve it from a nutrition perspective. Constipation can occur for a number of reasons. So here's what I want you to do. Run through this checklist with me and ask yourself how many of these speak to you. Any or all of these items can increase the chance that you're constipated. So here we go. Are you eating less food? Of course you are, right? That's one benefit of surgery. Are you taking an iron supplement? Likely. Are your abdominal muscles weak? 
Are you taking pain medications? Are you drinking less water or other fluids than maybe your body needs? Is your exercise or activity level down from what it normally is? Is your diet missing foods high in fiber? How many of these did you answer yes to? Looking at constipation from the nutrition perspective, typically about one month after bariatric surgery, you can start to increase your consumption of higher fiber vegetables and fruit, beans and lentils, which help prevent constipation, and they work to help with regular bowel movements. Typically, fiber intake goals rank somewhere from 25 to 30 grams a day, or think of it as about 15 grams for every 800 to 1,000 calories that you eat. So a gastric band, sleeve gastrectomy, or gastric bypass greatly reduces the ability to consume large amounts of fiber-containing foods. So you know already that it can be challenging to get enough fiber day to day. It becomes really important to choose as many high fiber vegetables and fruit along with lentils and beans as you can when you start adding these types of foods to your diet. By the way, lentils and beans have an added bonus of containing protein. So this is kind of a win-win, fiber and protein. An overall bonus of fiber is that it makes you feel more full and so it's helpful in combating weight regain. Nuts are also a nice source of fiber, but this is where portion size is super important since they're so high in calories. Okay, a little science 101. I know it's tempting to add a fiber supplement or a laxative when you feel blocked up, but don't rush into it. Why? There are two types of fiber, soluble and insoluble, and both play a role in promoting regular poops. However, many fiber supplements contain just one type. Plus, fiber supplements can make constipation more of a problem if your fluid intake is not adequate. So when it comes to fiber supplements and laxatives, don't miss this. More fiber or numerous laxatives can make constipation worse, not better. Remember that concrete block feeling? More is not better. Here's why dietitians love food sources of fiber. Most food sources contain both types of fiber, that's soluble and insoluble, and they're less likely to worsen constipation, in fact, more likely to help you be on a regular pooping schedule. Bonus, adding fiber from food sources is a big win for you. Why? Have you heard that word microbiota or microbiome? In this case, the microbiome or health of your gut, these soluble and insoluble fibers that are found in food sources go into your gut, into the large intestine, and then break down and thrive to make a healthy microbiome. This is a major reason that variety in your diet from all of these different food fiber sources is so important to your long-term success and health. Okay, tip. Start by adding high fiber foods slowly. Reason, avoid gas and bloating. If you add it too fast, you'll notice it. As you add foods with fiber, increase your fluids. They're teammates. Spread fiber across or spread fiber sources throughout the day versus loading up at one meal. 
Try the soft cooked lentils, the split peas, the beans, all terrific sources of fiber. And what else? Yes, protein. Non-starchy vegetables, nuts, seeds, all are good choices too. Remembering what? Yep, portion control for nuts. Beans, oatmeal, fruits with skin, vegetables and whole grains all contain fiber. So should your dietitian or your physician suggest a fiber supplement, add it slowly and increase the amount slowly to minimize gas and bloating, just like you do when you're adding more fiber from food sources. And don't forget your fluid. What did we just talk about? Correct, teammates working hand in hand to help you prevent constipation and then relieve it when it happens, if it does. Drinking water is no doubt one of the most important things you can do for constipation. Aim for at least eight, eight ounce glasses of water each day or about 64 ounces total, which is close to 2000 milliliters. To get this much fluid will require you to sip frequently from a water bottle throughout the day. So set timers on your watch or your phone, put a water bottle or other beverage right beside you, find one of those bottles so that blinks or beeps to remind you to drink whatever it takes for you to get the job done. Constipation is something you want to prevent if possible because of potential problems with hemorrhoids, hernias, and intestinal blockages. So if you're taking an iron supplement, which tends to increase the likelihood of constipation, it may be necessary to take a stool softener for the first month or so until you can drink more fluids and eat more fiber. Stool softeners such as Colace are available over the counter. Again, this is a question for your healthcare provider. Your physician may put you on some type of laxative if a problem continues, but your goal is not take laxatives on a regular basis. Let me say that one more time. Your goal is to not take laxatives on a regular basis. Why? Your bowels can become dependent on these medications and this makes it hard for normal poops to occur. But you can help by walking and getting some daily activity and exercise. This helps with regularity as well. So discuss with your medical team how quickly can you be moving around. Before I wrap up, let's talk just a little about protein. It's the one macronutrient you need every day and a lot of it, and this never changes. Problem is, sometimes it's constipating, especially some of the shakes and the supplements. Protein sources typically contain little or no fiber, so what to do? Look for products such as a shake or a supplement, if these are what you're purchasing, with added fiber, maybe five, six, seven grams per serving. Constipation doesn't have to be a pain for you. It's knowing what to do to prevent it and relieve it when it does happen. The two biggest steps that should become a daily part of life from now on are 64 ounces of fluid or about 2000 milliliters every day and fiber from as many food sources as possible. Remember that certain medications, supplements, and even lack of physical movement can all pay a part in constipation. Don't hesitate to have this conversation with your dietitian or your physician if you need to. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.
bariatric surgery success with dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC. All rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host, Dr. Susan Mitchell, or Practicalories, LLC.